Let's go. What's up, Bingetown hoes? As you know, we are Bingetown TV, and we're back covering episodes three and four of The Haunting of Hill House. As per usual, it's Rooks and Bets and the same crew as last week. We got Paul, Luke, Jimmy, and myself. This episode, we are diving deep in the psyche of fan favorite Theo and sweet, sweet boy Luke. Rookie boys, what's the initial thoughts on the episodes? Is that is that real that Theo's are the fan favorite? Oh, I totally agree. Pod fan favorite. <laughs> I, no, she's definitely. She has to be. Yeah, because I, I think she's my favorite character right now in the family. Um, the Luke episode was good. Wasn't as good as the Theo episode. I really, really enjoyed Touch. Yeah, like they were definitely up and up. I can see the story coming together. I see. I have theories starting to form a little bit. Um, I'm ready. I, I'm ready to keep going. It just keeps getting better. Every episode just gives you more information. Uh, that's just like another piece of the puzzle. And like you start getting it together, like learning all about Theo. Like now I know why last episode you said you would bang Theo, but with her gloves on. You, you don't want to know. And everything. I don't want her to know any of my shit. <laughs> so it's just um, it's really good. And like, I just wanted to keep watching. It's incredible and fucking scary as hell. Yeah, the third episode was definitely scary again. I, I, so far, it's been terrifying to kind of scary to scary again for Theo's episode then kind of scary again for Luke. So it's been up and down, which I've appreciated because, you know, I've been sleeping a little better since episode one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think the, the Theo episode is definitely scary and the Luke one is more creepy, I would mm -hmm. say. But of course, you know, I love it. I'm a vet here. So let's go. I'm just I like any time the kids are incredible. And I, so anytime they flash back to the kids is my favorite part, because that's where you're going to get the real information. Like, let's mm. get to the start of the creepiness. But yeah, you're starting to see storylines come together and converge here with all the characters. So, yeah, let's jump right in. Speaking of seeing the young kids, this episode starts off with young Theo, which I got to say that actress for how young she is yep. is great. Mm -hmm. I thought she was awesome. But. I thought she was dumb in this instance when she was like, oh, is that you, Cheryl? I'm like, Nelly. Or Nell. Yeah. Um, look at the hand. It was disgusting. It was like a zombie <laughs> was hand. Was it? Sleeping. Yeah. I was like pretty far away from the TV no, when I was it's, watching it's definitely night. a zombie hand, but her eyes are always closed yeah. the whole time. Uh -huh. She never opens them until she turns around. It's petrifying. Yeah. That yeah. is a horrifying experience. And oh that's that's just something that can creep me out in my everyday life. Because you should be laying in bed thinking like, shit. The blanket's going to like fall and touch me a little bit. Yeah, I, like, I, like I swear to God, if I open my eyes and there's an arm right there. <laughs> so then we get to Boston, present day. And we see that Theo is a psychologist or a psychiatrist or whatever it is. Isn't that, doesn't that make so much sense mm -hmm. knowing? Did not see that coming at all. I thought she was just kind of like, you know, living off the family right? book money, just living with Cheryl's like side house. But when she has like this whole other side of her, where it's not her being like a bad bitch, hot in the club and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it was good seeing this. Like I literally thought she was a degenerate. Like, yeah. I yeah. thought she like, she would go to the club, like do drugs, bang random people. And then she bummed off her sister and live. Nah, she's getting her, her fucking PhD. Yeah, she literally, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it flashed at one point in this scene and kind of like shows on the wall doctorate in psychology and it's like God damn. Actually, the first note I have is in all caps, Theo is beautiful Ugh. because my God. Yeah. When she's Stunning. in when she's in business mode, She's hot. <laughs> She's hot. I I love psychology. Like that was my favorite elective I took in college. So like I just gravitate towards these kind of things. And the way she was just like talking to the kid, first thing I noticed right away, obviously, is her gloves are off. Mm -hmm. So she was willing to you know actually touch her. And now we know that. I mean, I guess we don't 
know what her power is or like what she can do yeah. but all we do know is that when she does touch actual skin or like remnants of where there was like high intense m- emotional scenes in the past she can like feel that and, and experience and, it and there's a whoosh that goes oh is there every single time nice it's i will so funny. i'll say it now instead of when i wrote it down later in the episode but i could watch theo crane just slowly run her fingers over things <laughs> all day long <laughs> like in the silence and the sounds i'm like yeah. is this like woo? <laughs> is this supposed to be sexy yeah. <laughs> get me going my god yeah so um, when she was ta- uh, talking to the little kid uh we heard about like Mr. Smiley, yeah. which right off the bat, I'm like, this guy is going to suck. You know? We have to see this. That's in the episode description, too. So, like, I was, like, ready to just latch onto any information with Mr. Smiley. Mr. Yeah. Smiley is the big bad of this episode. Yeah. The girl says he lives under the house when she's saying, like, you know, show me what happened. Mm-hmm. This is when she goes outside and she talks to the parents. And yeah, she has she, her gloves on. She puts them back on. Yeah. yeah. I was this. like, no, it's, she is definitely not trying to touch on a purse. Yeah, she's she's talking to Kelsey, the little girl, talking about how similar they are and how Theo and her are great builders, quote unquote. You can make yourself really safe. You just keep building a wall. And it's like classic Theo, just building walls. Mm. She's such an empath. And I would say that's her superpower her hands like her her, she can feel everyone else's feelings. Yeah. And that got me really thinking I think it's a dumb theory now after watching Luke's episode, but I was like totally attached to the idea. And there's a couple of hints throughout this episode that maybe each of the five kids was like a specific sense was connected to them. Theo obviously would be taught. Steve sees a ghost is the name of the first episode. So maybe he's sight uh, multiple times. I think in, I think it's this episode or next one, we get a flashback where we have hot mama saying that the first thing Nellie said when they, when she walked in the house was it's loud. It's loud. Yeah. yeah. So I thought she was sound and then, but Luke doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Cheryl's yeah. like she talks. One in her would sleep. have to be taste. But she talks in her sleep. Yeah, I couldn't link that to anything. And then I, I thought Luke also makes sense as touch because he is can feel what Nelly feels. I think that's yeah. a good thought, though. I like that thought process, and I think all that we're really supposed to take out of this is that. And I think someone said it last episode. The cranes are special no matter what. The house, regardless of the house, the cranes are special. The house didn't make them this way. Okay, because that was another thought I had was that first opening scene of this episode when she gets touched on the hands by the ghost, I thought that could have been like a hint at how she got these abilities. Like maybe that was somewhat related. But if you're saying it's the cranes are special and that's just like the theme, then I'm just grasping at straws. Yeah, because Hot Mama says that her mom, so their grandmom, had, had were the... sensitive as well. So I guess we're just supposed to assume that it's it's been passed down. Okay. Did you guys see when Theo was talking to the girl's parents, the girl in the back, she was just staring at the smiley face poster? Yeah. Ter- <laughs> terrifying. I didn't notice that, yeah. but I noticed the smiley face poster, of course. Yeah, she's yeah, just, she's like, just standing, standing right in front of it, like, yep. just, like That's not so moving. Sad. It's terrifying. Yeah, so then we get... Um, Young Theo and Daddy Crane going through stuff. They're going to sell stuff, chuck it, whatever, throughout the house. And Theo finds this, like, really expensive wine bottle by just touching it. And, of course, we don't know what's really happening yet with her touch. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was so cool. Like, you're starting to learn. And And that's the first time she gets the sense off of not touching a human, right? Like, where she's touching an object. The first time we see it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It happens millions of times because then Mrs. Dudley and Mama, Hot Mama, are talking about, is it cold in the house? And she's saying, it's always cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? I don't even know. The house is just ghosts, and she is just touching ghosts. (laughs) Yeah, she's literally touching them. Yeah, I mean... 
I don't know if it's specific movies or things, but I've I've heard before that when you're around ghosts, it's supposed it's supposed to be cold. You can like see your breath and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. I don't know. Uh, is that Sixth Sense when they do that? Yeah, I mean they do it. In, like, uh, but yeah, so I I always just took it as it's a house full of ghosts. So she just feels the ghosts around at all times. Yeah. She, Cause she said specifically, this house is always cold. Yeah. Which is, doesn't the dad just seem like such a goof, like a dummy goof when during it, I'm like, every time the kids like want to talk to him about something, he's just like, no, that's not real. And it's like, here's a wine bottle. He's like, this is a good wine bottle. Like, how'd you do that? He's he sounded, just like, he sounded so like clueless. Such a douche and Paul defended him. him as a good dad. <laughs> he early. is. And I'm he still is. standing by. He's, like, he's up to some, they all hate him. And we know that now in the future. So he's, he's done some sketchy shit yeah. that we're, we're going to hate him. I already, I already have some weird feelings about him. But. I can't wait for you to meet. Cause you still haven't like actually got to spend time with adult daddy. Right. I can't wait. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. All right. So back to the psychology, uh, I guess, Room, whatever her wherever yeah. her office she she works yeah. yeah um she sees the stevens haunting the hill house book um i think we get a flashback to six years ago this is when we actually get steven in a, showing them the script right is that this part right cheryl yeah go yeah. ahead and cheryl's like you know leading the hate train on on steve saying like fuck you like don't do this but everyone kind of just verbalizes that they won't take the money, even though Cheryl's husband is kind of like, seems like he'd be willing to. Yeah. So whipped. He's like, yeah. Oh, no, no. Total. Yeah. yeah. Blood Don't money. Yep. Blood money. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of this meeting is that he's trying to say that, Cheryl, I get what you're saying. You, 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 you know, you, you make a lot, you make a lot of sense, but um, I'm not going to get rid of the book. I'm just going to give you guys 8%. Jimmy, I'd take your money. I take oh, the blood. Yeah, money. I'd give you that. I give you more than eight percent. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "It's uh, you guys were right. Like, I kind of stole. I didn't come up with these. I stole these stories from you guys. You guys are all a part of it. Which you know was kind of cool. I mean, I wouldn't be. Too I take mad. the money. I hundred percent take. Of course, the money. Luke would yeah. take the money. Yeah, you, you always take the money. I don't yeah. care about the principles. You yeah. take the money. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now we're back to young a quick flash to young theo doing that dance thing with the you know yeah. she's i think we maybe will get something Cold, from this because nothing snake. came from this <laughs> yeah the door starts like knocking just showing her as her like what she's doing i i think it's supposed to creep you out one because of course we get the lion again yeah, yeah. i don't know that's what i the lion doorknob yeah yeah C- put the music in okay yeah. Cold, there's got to be a hidden ghost <laughs> in this scene somewhere yeah, well, well, I was looking for it. No, I didn't see any in this in really? this part. A uh, quick scene I want to talk about is Baby Nell, Luke, and Theo, and they're they're trying to put buttons through those like tuba things mm-hmm. or whatever. And when she touches the bed and she says, "This was a sick bed," yeah, I was like, yeah. "No, thank you, no." No, I was like, you. she. that's when I was like, all right, so she just knows like yeah. the history of whatever she mm-hmm. touches or something. <laughs> and then Nelly goes, this is Eleanor Crane calling. Like, it's so <laughs> cute. And then and then he's like, what's your favorite pudding? And she says, right. And he's like, she's like, no, it's not. And he's like, it is now. And he goes, you need to tell me these things, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're kidding. That was funny. I'd love to have up. a twin. <laughs> God. Now I just have Jimmy. Uh, sorry. <laughs> what's my favorite pudding? <laughs> None. None. That's good. (laughs) All right, so let's flash back to the club for the second time, and this is she's getting it. Adult Theo Mm. again. You know, it's it's the night or two after the first meeting with the Asian girl, and she is there again, and they make eye contact, and she specifically Theo that is specifically kind of looks away, like doesn't give her the time of day. 
So Theo is in her bed and she's going over the notes and writing her thoughts down on this little girl. Uh, what's her name? Um, Kelsey. Kelsey. All of a sudden just zones out and then her pen is just kind of like taken over and she just draws a smiley face and then she like comes to and sees it and like closes everything. And I was like, no, I don't like that at all. That's terrifying. It just like possessed her. So that was 100% a creep count. And then, now is that number one for you? Because we didn't really get any other creep counts. No, yet. there were. I didn't mention them. One when she was doing the dance by herself, young Theo, and then the doorknob, and then there was like a really loud thud when she was getting yeah. close to it. That was one. That's the that's the creep count. That's yeah, creep that count. made the my jumps. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think the girl staring at the poster creeped you out a little bit. Yes, it was <laughs> like disgusting. But yeah, back to the smiley face. I just oh, in the opening scene. Sorry. Yeah. That yeah. Was fucking terrifying. The smiley face I just liked because she's just so I don't like it, but she's so consumed with thinking about this little girl and and like feeling all this empathy for this little girl. And it takes us through the whole episode of her just being like, I got to figure out what's happening with this. I like the part where we get to it, um, where she does say I shook this little girl's hand and she had so many walls built up that I couldn't feel anything. Right. That's so fucked up for a little kid. Yeah, and it's important to know that how the person perceives things is how she can feel it. So, because she couldn't tell that it was like a whole other part until she physically touched the couch later in the episode. So she saw what the girl saw, which is Mr. Smiley, this Mm -hmm. monster that she compartmentalized. That's the word. There you go. Yeah. So, if we're good there, there's like two quick flashback scenes we get, which kind of feed into each other. Uh, The first one is when Theo and Luke are in the kitchen by the dumbwaiter and Mrs. Dudley is freaking out at Luke for playing with it, right? She grabs him like with both hands on the arms and Theo's like, don't grab him, like let go of him. Yeah, and don't they touch? Like that's when her her skin touches Mrs. Mm. Dudley and she sees, she just like can feel all of her emotions and she, what does she, how she reacts? She says, she's not She's not mean, she's She's scared. scared. Right. Which I don't know who she is. Dudley. Talking about Mrs. Dudley, as Luke is walking away, he says, you don't have to be so mean. And then she says, oh. she's not mean. She's just scared. Okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And I right here, you... first ghost hidden. No way. Um, this one's weird. I didn't notice it. But if you're when you, as you're wa- seeing Theo and Luke walk out of the kitchen, there's a mirror right in front of them. And it's just like a distorted ghost in the mirror. It's pretty it looks like almost like the Saul guy to me. Oh my God, yeah, man. Yeah. How do you, I, I didn't see that one. So show it on. to Paul. <laughs> I'm going to show it to Paul. <laughs> I don't believe show it to that boy. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I like, can't tell. I think my computer. Needs well, to I'm telling pictures. you, man, the next one I'm about to say is, is like the next scene and I still can't see it. This really. Is the scary scene, right? The creep scene with a dumbwaiter. Well, yeah, but I, yeah. So almost <laughs> I'm saying, it, Oh, I it, saw a ghost there. I love, I did love Theo sticking up for Luke there. How cool. Mm -hmm. Like, what a cool older sister. So now it's uh, late at night. Theo comes down to get something out of the refrigerator. And, you know, that's when I was like, is that a ghost? Because you only see his legs in the (laughs) dumbwaiter. And I'm like, nah, (laughs) that's that's Lukey. So (laughs) Luke's just sitting in the dumbwaiter and she's saying, what are you doing? And he's saying, I just, I'm just trying to get this thing to work, man. And I'm scared of Mrs. Dudley. I don't want her to catch me. And she says, Mrs. Dudley doesn't come around at night. 
I might have to insert yeah. all types of clips of these little girl kids talking because it's so fucking. She's like, he's like, I, he's like, you have to shut the door. And he's like, I can't reach the buttons. Then. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fucking hell, you're so cute. <laughs> so Theo helps decides to reluctantly. She says, I'll help you out, whatever. She shuts the door and hits the button to the right. I think it's, the, it's supposed to be the up oh. button because mm-hmm. Luke thinks he's going yeah, up. He's, what's she say? Like up, up and away or something like yes. that. And like, up, up, up. What yeah. are you doing? Oh my up. God, man. When it starts moving down, I was like, oh, this is going to be yeah. so fucking scary. <laughs> I was like, this is going to suck. And it does because of course she has the flashlight, like the cheap flashlight. And no matter what, it's always going to blink and start it's gonna going to flicker out. on you, man. I'm and I was like, you, no, there doesn't have to be any fucking ghosts down there. Three rats that we saw. Yeah. And I'm out. I mean, he's like looking around and being all cool, just being like, oh, there's a ladder. There's this. And I'm like, you just shined it on three rats. dude. Like <laughs> I am. I would be freaking out right now. <laughs> and then you see in the back, there's like a barrel and you see something sticking out from behind it. <laughs> and, at this, and then out. it just. Yeah. Oh my god, I was so scared at this point. The <laughs> the, the flashlight's starting to flicker a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's when this goddamn zombie zombie mummy looking fucking thing starts oh crawling towards Luke. Oh my Incredibly gosh. fast too. I'm like, all right, like I would have died of a heart attack before that thing ever touched me. <laughs> Fifteen creep points. Oh, yeah, that was more than one. I think that was like three at that because so, I was completely terrified. It was like one when he went down, and two when the hand flopped out, and then two more when <laughs> it started crawling, and then he comes out of the dumb waiter when the parents come down, and his shirt is torn. I was like, get the fuck out of here. How how would they not be a little bit curious about what ripped his shirt apart? Well, they say they think it's a dumb way to ripping it, but let me ask you guys, because at this point in three episodes, we've seen ghosts and we've seen, you know, we know that they're not lying about them. Bent neck lady. This we know that Luke isn't lying. This is the first time we think they actually have been attacked or touched or can actually be harmed so what do you guys think that's what i was gonna say this is like the first instance we get of the physical contact of a ghost on one of the kids because before it's just been like you see it you close your eyes you scream parents run in there yeah there's gotta be something to the fact that they can't hurt them like these ghosts could murder all of them whenever they wanted if they had some ill intent i i just I, I have no guesses, though. I'm just kind of talking out loud. But just the way that they're protected just reminds me of just, you know, like lock and key family, like they're protected by the house, like things like that, where it's just something about them. Their family is special. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know. I got to ask you guys, did you guys notice that the it kept showing the dumbwaiter like 200 pound limit mm-hmm. tag? OK, yeah. It showed it multiple times and then it even once zoomed up on it. And then all it had was like the serial number. And like, I don't know, I wrote it down and I was like, all right, I'm going to look for these numbers and see if this means anything. Because the first one was like SR 1723. No idea what that is. Then it's HWF Co. And I was like, all right, we better learn what HWF stands for. I, it's, isn't it we, not the love this about you, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and then detective. there's like a bunch of other numbers that are like zero zero three seven nine two three. I have no <laughs> idea what that means. I it hope would be so important. cool if we found yeah. out. That I literally that something. I was writing down addresses too of like the little girl's house, and I was like, "Fuck, these numbers don't line up." Yeah. Well, I know that the first time they show it, or one of the main times they show it, is specifically because Luke says that he can fit and it's fine. It's like for and a child, she's, and she's just trying to. She agrees to help. Yeah, Theo's of that. looking, and mm-hmm. she said, "Oh, it's not too heavy." Yeah. But even so, they get back up and 
they're fussing over Luke and whatever, and Theo's crying and everything. They say later, like, it's just a crawl space. I'm like, you should know about a crawl space, too. Why are you so not believing him? Why would a dumb waiter go to a fucking crawl space? It, it would need to be like, something. The parents make man. me so mad that they don't believe them. Yeah. And if, like, say it was a crawl space, like, wouldn't you want to find a way to access it? Yeah, like, wouldn't you want to go see what the hell exactly. is it, it is? They didn't even attempt until Theo did it herself, yeah, she which is insane. Grabbed the house by the nuts. <laughs> and, I, and I loved this because it is sweet of her to say, listen, Luke, I'm sorry. It wasn't her fault, but she's like, I'm sorry, whatever. And they go through those steps, uh, walking to find that. And he touches his hand and says, I believe you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. And, and I like this, too, because he's sitting there and he's like, no one ever believes me. No one does. And that flawlessly takes us into all next episode of course we're not there yet but his whole life he has been seeing things and nobody believes him mm-hmm. it's devastating except for Nell. Right? except for now except for our girl now i can't wait for the nell centric yeah. episode for yeah. you guys it's gonna oh rock your God. world can't wait uh, is the next scene like the worst scene yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they don't give us a second to breathe we just go <laughs> right into was there something i'm gonna wrong? say this is my life for night terrors. This. Yeah. yeah this yeah, is yeah. Ha- what I experience. I, I agree. So I, I understand too. where sh- where uh, Theo doesn't fully believe it. Like the covers are getting slowly pulled off of her. Creep this point. is what I experience. I wake up and there aren't any covers on me. Like I, they're <laughs> folded somewhere. I do wacko shit. Oh but I'm like, God. did I do that or did someone else? I don't know. <laughs> I did just see a monster at the end of my bed, but yeah, do right. I just ignore it? And it's it's important to note, too, that that is the night that Nellie dies mm. because she freaks out, hits the lights on real quick, and that's when we see the connecting to Cheryl's episode when you think that's Steve calling her and telling her Nell died, but mm-hmm. he really wasn't connected. But Cheryl ends up, I don't I actually don't know if it's this specific scene where we get the conclusion of that, but Cheryl once walks up to the house and they have their conversation, right? Mm. Yeah. So Mr. Smiley freaks her out. Mm-hmm. She oh wakes up. God, that was, that was like, yeah, that I, was I, don't good. Even, I don't even know. Like that's so he doesn't even have facial features and he was so unbelievably terrible. It was like <laughs> a tree head, like bark, yeah. but like with a wacky mouth and yeah. And it was just, I mean, the explanation is awesome later in the episode, so it makes sense. But, like, that was terrifying. So this is, Luke, when Cheryl knocks on the door, comes in, and then she says that Nell is dead. That was the Cheryl. In the Cheryl episode, we saw her go out, heard a scream yep. from mm-hmm. Theo. Okay, so this is that moment. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Theo finds out that Nellie killed herself, and she is just, like, in shock. Is this where they're sitting on the bed? Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, they're sitting on the bed. She's so mad at Nellie for doing it because she says she knows what it could do to a family. She knows because they lived it with her mom. This conversation um, with Cheryl was actually kind of cool because she's saying, like, my kids are going to ask and Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And Theo was like, just tell them the truth. It's better than telling them they're lying to them. And then she's like, what do I say? And she says, just say you're sad. And like looking back, that's exactly what Cheryl did. Yep. Yep. So it was pretty. And I made fun of her for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sad. Yeah, so that whole scene's kind of interlocked with another, you know, like they're always having parallel scenes kind of going on at the same time. That's because we're also getting the two years ago at Nell's wedding um, and seeing Arthur for the first time in person. And then everyone at the wedding, they're looking for the bridesmaid, baller move, Theo's out there banging her in the right <laughs> corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it's cool. To, it's weird. I guess I never really thought about it, but I st- the whole family didn't know that Theo was a lesbian until this yeah. moment. 
She's yeah, that blowing was cool. the, the maid of honor's mind. Yeah. <laughs> she was making her fucking scream. <laughs> we also get the first lines for Arthur, right? Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's his name? Sweet, sweet boy. Sweet. Yeah. I, I can't wait for Nell's episode to learn more about Arthur because he Next seems one. real cool. Well, I really like the scene because it's one of the few to get them happy. We get them in a happy scene. And I love when Nellie and Steve are like, we didn't know you were into. And she goes, bridesmaids and they just die laughing and Nell just like bear hugs her and is like I love you and it's yeah. like Nell's happiest night of her life Nell's the best hugging her sister who of course at this point all you know is they haven't talked since LA which we got in the last few episodes right and you think they all hate each other and you see this like really sweet moment and you're like where did it all go wrong the house the mm. house but that yeah that is our flashback and forth and then we get the Cheryl Theo conversation you know you find out that she had her psychology degree. She, there's just adding layers to Theo, kind of making her flushing out her character a little bit more. Um, and Theo's just fucking mad at Nell. Yeah, and, and she's, she's saying, just for just for going back to the house. Like she's saying, like she should have known better, right? Yep. So she's pissed, and I guess it's it's. We, I can't really guess now, but without like having any credibility, but it's going to have something to do with like how the mom committed suicide. If she's not the neck, the bent neck lady, uh, Paul. What do you think? Is she the is the mom the bent neck lady? No. No I don't way. know, man, because I'm th- starting to think more and more that she could be. Well, we saw her a little bit as a ghost later this episode, and her neck was pretty straight. Her head, <laughs> her head was exploded. Oh, in though. the Luke episode, you mean? No, like, when Theo no. sees, when Theo touches her. Oh fuck! Yeah, later this episode, and like her neck is pretty straight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. <laughs> That's creepy. It doesn't out. seem that bent to me. I mean, she, maybe she was just hiding it. She's like a turtle, and it's just gonna come out and then go sideways. But no, I think there's. Got it. There's got to be multiple different entities just haunting the shit out of that place. Can't be just be one because I mean, Luke's episode next. We'll talk to it, but that's that fucking terrifying human being <laughs> is is very different than the bedneck lady. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm so curious because that's like the the ghost that's gripping me the most. Literally the next the title of the next dude. Fuck <laughs> yeah, that rhymed. Get that on a shirt. Like she is not only, in my opinion, the scariest ghost, but it's gonna be the she's gonna be the most important ghost because she's gonna be the reason. Like how Luke sees the mom at the end of next episode maybe that's what was happening to nell because the mom at the end of next episode saying come home like Mm. that is something i think (laughs) (laughs) i mean the ghost is just gonna be (laughs) i don't know that's a vet all right let's keep going because i'm just gonna uh... yeah so this is the scene where theo goes with luke apologizes she ends up she touches him and there's a yeah (laughs) believes him she says, how many steps into the ladder? And that's how they figure out how to get down. So now she is scoping out. She finds it and is scoping this place out. And I'm like, this bitch, this is so scary. How dare you? Yeah, it was a baller. Dude. I Such a baller. would never go down those steps without seven cops upstairs. <laughs> Give me five flashlights. We're yeah. going down. I'm going fifth. Let's like, be honest. You're never going down. I'm not going down. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So I got two ghosts right here. I was looking for yeah. him in this scene. No, no, not in the <laughs> underground scene. Oh, okay, but. Okay. The one I missed, I didn't get to tell you guys, is when she's with Luke putting him down in the dumbwaiter. She's looking in the cage when he when he's going down instead of going up. And to the far right, one of the rooms is just black, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a face there. And I'm telling you right now, I would have never seen it. And I'm looking at the picture right now, and you still can hardly see it, but it's there. Okay. And then 
when Theo is moving whatever's on top of the the door to get it's to like the, a, it's not like it's a, a pasta maker or something. Yeah, like something. Just, yeah, dope. whatever it is. What slides it over. I wasn't thinking. You thought pasta. that was a yeah. pasta maker? Uh, did you see the two like rolling pins? That I was going to let that one go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could never let that go. No, that Looks was like, it could be a sewing machine to make. I'm dude, that was, first of all, we find out kitchen. it's called it's called the cupboard, and you freaking uncultured people the italians when they make pasta you put it through a roller like that what do you, you know about the, it and get them really uh thin and then you chop <laughs> them up you slice them that was i'm telling it it's like a pasta so are you telling me there was a ghost in the pasta maker <laughs> no yeah, underneath the, the pasta maker, maker. Like, as the yeah, it comes out of the pasta maker so when she's moving it the, pasta the far maker. left corner you see, it looks just like a coat's hanging, but the coat has a hand. So mm. it's a, it's a, it's a ghost mm. watching her. Okay. So Theo is on her way down to the creepy little zombie cellar. One more. Oh, you're going to. As she one? opens the door to the stairs, there's a ghost in one of the rungs of the stairs in between, just watching. <laughs> what the? Fuck? And we don't notice it. That's like insane. tickling her it's feet ridiculous. as she goes down. Like I'm looking at it now. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's just another white faced ghost just staring right at her. I don't know how you don't notice that because you are staring at her going exactly. down the steps. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah, I mean, she finds uh, Luke's ripped shirt in the middle of the room, meaning and keeps it and keeps it. But that means something got him. And like, if he ripped it on the dumbwaiter, it would either be on the dumbwaiter mm-hmm. or right there. It was in the middle of the room. So yep. I love mm-hmm. that. And I did feel a lot better when she found the lights. She kind of flicked them on. Yeah. And I was like, Whew. All right. Yeah. And she, when she touches it, she was, she says something like, "You were so scared." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And is that I do, was there a whoosh there when she picked it up? <laughs> I, I think I you're the only one who. Paul, how many whoosh counts are there? Uh, the I'll tell counts. you, there's at least six different whooshes in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so then Theo finds a kind of locked door, um, which we later find out this was co- this house used to be an operation for for bootlegging when there was prohibition going on. So. Maybe there's some history to like death in this house. I don't know. Death and scandal. I don't know how that could be important outside there being secret little compartments throughout the whole house, which makes a little that makes a little sense. But since we're at this part, we can keep diving in. This is the bootlegging operation. Hot Mama has the book, big book. She's telling her all about it. This is where we get that big scare where Mm. she touches her mom and it's like. Yeah, when her neck's straight as hell. Um, (laughs) And before that, she says, like, what you found, what's it called? The ledger? Yeah, ledger. The ledger wasn't in the blueprints anywhere. Like, it's amazing that you found this. So now the other thing I wanted to ask you guys is now that we got that jump scare from Theo touching Hot Mama, I mean, we know that when she touches people, it means something. So what do you think that means about Hot Mama? Just the fact that she, you know, she dies eventually? I was, my note was like, is she already dead? Question mark. Like, I don't know. I couldn't put a good theory down yet. Like that, that, that was my thought. I, I Something is this hot mama is going to be the key to everything. And I'm obsessed with it. And anytime we talk about it, I get heated with fucking bent neck lady because they're the same goddamn person or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's weird because Theo hasn't ever told or for foretold the future. So that's why I'm wondering what the deal is. And I'm a vet, so I'm asking it, you guys. It could too, be but. linked to the grandmother having the sensitive powers as well. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. Oh, uh, this is also the scene. I mean, we already talked about it, but I, we, I just forgot to mention when she hands the book to Hot Mama, she says, "Like, this was a book of secrets that, like, yeah. they were trying to hide from everybody." And I was like, "That's sweet." 
And then Hot Mama says, how do you know? And it's same as how you knew about the bottle. You know, she's starting to catch along. And this is perfect to jump into. Hot Mama eventually gives her gloves because she goes through the entire family lineage of all the all the different people in the family that feel something. So she says grandma was like that, too. Um, She says that I have these migraines. We're sensitive, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Surely when she's sleep talking, Nellie says the house was loud. And I love when she goes such an odd word she chose. Such like a mother's intuition of listening to her little girl being saying the house is loud and being like, hmm. Olivia. I love her, man. She listens to the kids way more than the dad does. And she should have been the one that lived. Olivia, a.k.a. Hot Mama. I mean, she's such a good actress. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous how good of an actor she is. So we have two more scares right here. Creep count ghosts. We have when Theo is talking to Hot Mama about this book of secrets in the back room under the chandelier. There's just a ghost watching her. I'm going to get one of these before you tell me. You better, dude. Do you have any notes on these, Paul? I'm looking. And then um, another one when Theo is walking away, there's just a bald dude staring at her from behind a doorway. Fuck you, bald dude. uh, And then one more. As as hot, as hot mom is giving the gloves to Theo, there's a long haired lady standing in the shadows and watching them. Real quick to go back to what originally asked when Theo touched the mom, can she like see? She can't see into the future. That's, right? what, she, that's what he said. He that's said like, that doesn't make any no, sense. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I was just going to say. Like, nothing has told us yet, mm-hmm. at least to this point, that she can see anything in the future, meaning like it has to be grounded in some sort of experience that she's had. Which she's already ghost. She was a ghost this whole That's time. That's what I'm saying. She could be like, dead. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It's insane. Is yeah. she one of the hills? Like, is she fucking. Wow. That would be <laughs> fucking awesome. She's descendant, <laughs> descendant of one of the hills. She Faye was just Hill like a or whatever. dead ghost hill. I know Fay Hill is one of the. Frail human. Frail humans, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say there was a whoosh when Theo and them touched. All right. saw that. So let's take it back to Theo's house called a Kelsey. Yeah, this is intense and makes me so ill inside. I yeah. don't like it Creep at all. Go, but at least it was during the day. So, you know, a little bit more natural light. Yeah. Felt a little bit better going in. So Kelsey's in a foster home, which we haven't mentioned yet. We just said parents, but it is a foster. So she makes a house call. And she has to go in the basement because she's the whole episode. This has been haunting her. She's been mentioning haunting. huh? <laughs> yeah, she can't get it out of her brain. It's fucking her up big time. Besides everything else in her life, this is really like right weighing on her more than maybe other patients might. So she goes in the basement. She's like I said, she's like slowly like running her fingers across <laughs> things. And nothing, nothing, nothing. Sherlock then- Theo, love it. Truly. And then the couch. And you know what happens when she touches the couch? Whoosh. <laughs> I swear, dude. Let, go back and listen. Bad vibes on that couch. And and I like that when Theo is actually experiencing it, she's experiencing oh, it. Yeah. Like she's screaming. She is in, enveloped in that memory mm. or in that emotion. She was crying. And damn. Is that good? When she her eyes slowly flicker, great acting. Oh mm. my God. Her eyes slowly flicker to the ceiling when she sees the smiley face that Kelsey Mm -hmm. has been seeing this whole time. I was like, that is the thumbnail for the episode as well. That scene when she's looking up at the, at the couch. couch. It's not the smiley face though. Is it? It's just Okay, good. I was going to say, I was like, that's a spoiler. I I mean, that was, that that was horrifying. Like she was just laying there and all of a sudden she started crying, screaming, no, like, please stop. That would be horrible to just experience 
no wonder like she wears gloves like if you're just like randomly touching people yeah i mean literally you're finding out things about people like later she hugs steve and it's like i don't want to hug like kathleen i'm not hugging you what if there's some shit i don't want to know exactly (laughs) that makes sense so another point because i brought it up earlier she can only experience things the way that the people experiencing them think about it. So why I'm bringing that up is because when she's on the couch feeling all that horror, she still isn't seeing exactly what's happening, which takes us to our next scene. When she goes upstairs to talk to the dad, she still needs to confirm her suspicion that Mm -hmm. this is all just something going on in Kelsey's mind that she's making out the dad to be Mr. Smiley. So when he takes, she takes her gloves off or doesn't put them back on whatever and shakes his hand to say bye. And they have that like five second, like awkward look. And he says, what are you looking at? And she says, your smile. Yeah. And then right there she knows because now she's feeling it through him. Mm-hmm. The Mr. Smiley monster that Kelsey made up in her head is gone now. Because like, Yeah, she's and seeing he's the real event. not expecting this. So his mind is, he doesn't have any exactly. wall filled so, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And that's a, like an awesome twist on like her power. It's not like straightforward at all. Right. Which also brings us back to Hot Mama. Like maybe Hot Mama was experiencing weird shit with her migraines, giving her like those visions and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cr- she was seeing some shit but isn't it cool how in the next scene you get that theo took the money isn't that awesome like i remember Mm -hmm. being like shit because kevin comes and talks to her and theo takes the money oh yeah she's the smartest one yeah most badass oh yeah i totally didn't even catch that she didn't want to hug him because she didn't want to know something i thought she was kind of bitter about the book so we find out too later in the episode that she doesn't have to be like touching hands i mean the dad touches her arm mm-hmm. and she starts to get flashes of, of stuff. So any kind of skin to skin contact and she's feeling it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is the, I'm going to get my fucking PhD. Mm-hmm. But also, Bad. also to branch off that money scene that you were just talking about. I think it's important to bring up that. I forget who specifically says it, but Steve, I think it might've been whatever. So Steven, was apparently asleep for 99% yep. of that night being the, I don't even know what it the was. Night. That, the night. Yeah. Night when so mother killed themselves, which is left. such a good mother story. killed themselves. <laughs> such a good story. <laughs> Growing direction bro. by the writers to show us Steven's story first, because he knew the least mm-hmm. being the most skeptical only saw like one instance of ghosts there in that night um yeah that so was yeah one percent i don't even want to that's awesome see the other yeah no i'm not ready for nell's episode that's gonna be wild so then we get a scene where theo is leaving her part of the house and going into cheryl's part going underneath to called the morgue section she's going in to see Nell because when Nell's body first arrived she said Cheryl I can't do this walked out now she's going and she has a line where she says Jesus wept yeah, I don't think I ever clocked that. I didn't either. I needed the subtitles to, to even catch it. Well, she it. says it perfectly loud she enough. Does, but I, I mean, it's the only thing she says in the entire scene. And it made no sense to me whatsoever. And she just one by the... one, each finger off in the glove. I, yeah. I mean, 30 seconds worth of taking gloves off and I didn't even care. I was not ready <laughs> for her to touch Chanel at all. Because the second she does, the acting that Theo's actor does in the scene when she just starts fucking freaking out i was like god damn we're gonna find out what that is that she saw Mm. and it's gonna be insane dude literally went from nothing for two seconds to just absolute screaming and then to just absolute sobbing like oh my god what the hell did nell go through 
Cheryl is now aware of the other bank account, which is good. The other the, checkbook. The other checkbook, which is just their way of saying that Kevin's been taking the money. And that makes a lot of sense because Cheryl's been doing her best to bankrupt the, the funeral home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm such an idiot. That's what, that's that, was what yeah. that was for. So that's well, why she has the so line. Now, now you can like Kevin again because in the first episode you said, "Oh man, I don't want to not like Kevin" because you thought it was like a mistress. And Theo actually says, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Theo that actually would be says better. that would be better. No, yeah. I, I do like Kevin. And then Kevin says to Theo, "Like you're not going to tell her because yeah, it's this just is going to be worse for you than it is for me," which is so true because she would have just hated her for knowing the family dynamics and still going behind her back and taking the royalties. So I totally didn't catch it. I thought that was going to be something that we learned about later on. I thought Kevin was a bastard mm. or something like that. Well, you, that just went right over your head. <laughs> I, like, I, like didn't un- I didn't realize he was taking the money too. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of already touched on the scene a little bit, but I just wanted to go back because there was some hardcore making out. Um, <laughs> and there was also a scene where when Theo was telling Trish about the little girl she was saying i touched her hand and i couldn't even see and then she got to trail it off this scene told me because in the beginning when she said i built walls brick by brick i picture myself like people now have the ability to build up walls and be resistant to whatever power so like there Mm -hmm. is something there i feel like there's something more to that um either if we're going to meet somebody who has the same walls or if like they learn how to build their own walls or something like that but I don't know. I just thought that was cool. It was cool world building because it's not just like a be all power where you touch everything. Right. He's, she's no. not Mesmer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Good goddamn reverence. All right. <laughs> Let's hit it. Last scene. This scene was a powerhouse climax of the episode. It was the first time I think we're going back to the OG night, right? Did we go back into it in Cheryl's episode? I don't think Mm-mm. so. No. Yeah. no. So this is. The dad's all frantic. Young dad is all frantic. He's pulling Luke and Nell. Nell. <laughs> He's pulling Luke and Nell and saying, like, Theo, you got to get them to the car. I'm going to go get Steve. He's still asleep, which resonates with my point earlier. Steve and Cheryl. Yeah. Steve and Cheryl. Yeah. Steve's yeah. been asleep this whole night, basically. He hasn't seen anything. Was he? Um, mm-hmm. So she's kind of resistant, saying, like, oh, my God, like, what's going on as any little child would be when your dad's acting like this? And then that's when the dad actually brushes up against her like elbow skin because she's still wearing the gloves. Mm-hmm. And you get like 20 flashes. Yeah, so break it down, things. fellas. I All definitely right. paused. It, yeah, but... yeah, me too. So, Paul, you ca- you tell me what I didn't see because what I saw was <laughs> I wrote Hot Mama slash Bent Neck Lady because I, I was not differentiating <laughs> yet. Like the, the gray-eyed the, ghost. I just had ghoul. You had, that, you had that as Bent Neck Lady? I just had like a maybe or the mom. I mean, it could, it could yeah, totally yeah, be yeah, the maybe. mom. I just she realize. was just smiling. We had clearly rotten dead corpse going on in another flash. Another flash was Nell was freaking out while the dad was slamming things off the table. And another flash yeah, was... Yeah, tea party. Yeah, another flash was... Exactly. Another flash was the little a little girl sitting on the stairs, which we find out is Abigail in it the looked, next episode. Yeah, it looked like Abigail from the drawings. Yeah, so, yeah. Good job, Luke. That's good That's good uh, drawing, Luke. The <laughs> stairs looked like... He's an artiste. The room that Nell was ballroom dancing in, so I'm just assuming for now that Abigail's in there sitting in the red room. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much everything I saw. Did you see anything else? Did um, anything? We get... Okay, so that dead rotting corpse that you were actually talking so the about, zombie. If you no, if you pause it, there is a cane right next to him, and that no that way. cane looked exactly like Luke's the, ghost. Luke's ghost. Awesome. So maybe they're related. I don't know. And also cousins, we, we think possibly. <laughs> and we also got hot mom was yelling stop 
and got shoved up against the wall by the dad. Yep. I did write is the mom is the dad potentially abusive. So that's probably why. But and yeah, that's all I had. Okay. This is a lot of information. Yeah. And in, in that five second flash, not even. It was amazing. Mm. It was so good. And the creepiest part of it is the first flash you get of yeah. the smiling gray ghoul face. And but, she just like and she just yells, Stop touching me. Like yeah. stop. So did the, the dad must have geez, the dad must have seen all of that is that what you draw from this yes yeah i'll confirm theo is seeing all this because the dad has already seen all of this happen yeah and the gray-eyed thing keeps bringing me back to Mm. like the end of the first episode when nell's ghost does that to steven and she just starts freaking out screaming and she turns all gray-eyed I think that's just going to be some sort of symbolism of a human being a ghost. Like gray eyes is like totally a theme going on. We also got at the tea party when the dad was like smashing his hand on the table. His hand was tied up or bandaged. We know that's a a continuous thing from (laughs) the first Steve's episode because he had it was bandaged then. And when the dad goes to grab Theo and tell her to bring Luke and Nell to the car, I was pausing. I was stopping. I was doing everything I could. They do not show his hands enough <laughs> to see if he's wearing it there or not. I was trying real hard, and they, they kept hiding it. All right, so I have two more ghosts here. I don't want to get too into it, but the, the the one that I thought was pretty ridiculous that I caught, but I can't believe I didn't catch it before, and I guess you guys didn't because you would have said anything. When Daddy... <laughs> oh, yeah. I like where this is going. When Daddy... So when Hugh, Hugh was pulling on Nell and Luke trying to get them out, there's a red lamp and they're running down a hallway and there's just this straight up guy watching them, meaning ghosts watching them. Just It's so in place. It's like, I don't know how you don't see it. Wow. I paused. I swear I paused. Yeah, I, I'm just showing it to Luke and Paul this now. This show is crazy. It's oh so good God. at directing your focus towards specific things that th- they can just get away with this because I'm not I'm so scared. I'm not like really looking around. Yeah. And then and then when he touches now or when he touches Theo and he's trying to pull her back towards the oh, car wait, oh wait is this one a statue because i did i thought the there background? was like a statue in the right background yeah it looks like a statue yeah but it is like a ghost. ghost it's a ghost yeah. I, sw- I was like oh it was a ghost I, I don't count you? that though i don't count that put it on the board uh real quick i was just gonna say we get a lot more sexy making out time between trish and theo yep and then after she cuts from being a young theo of screaming don't, don't touch, touch me, me don't touch me don't touch me cuts to here hot throws a passion theo she's like touch me i just want to say that theo's power is a burden and a curse like could you imagine when the dad touches her and she sees that that's like an assault in itself like she, it's unexpected she's not consenting to that by any means it's like fuck fuck that power most of the time like of course it's obviously making her a better psychologist psychiatrist i, I honestly don't know what she is but it, it's it helps in that but it's also such a burden. Like imagine being a 10 year old and having this burden on you, like touching Luke and knowing how scared he is or Mm -hmm. touching Mrs. Dudley and saying, she's not mean she's scared. Like that's, but it is a good explanation as to why she's less of a skeptic than her two, the two oldest siblings, because she's seen some shit. She has. And she's also just kind of like, I can't deal with this right now. She Mm -hmm. just kind of puts everything on the, she's not a skeptic as much as kind of like a, I can't fucking deal. Yeah. I just have to like bury myself in something else because right. I can't deal with it. I have a question now because way early in the episode, it's the scene where Steve is talking about giving them royalty check. Theo, like she refuses initially. 
and she's like, uh, I didn't read it. And then she says something to Nell, like, what? Like, I heard all of Nell's ghost stories before. Oh, so, so sad. Yeah. Why does she like, why does she say ghost stories? She said it like she doesn't believe in them. There was, I just miss hearing that. The way she was saying it, she was, I've already heard all of Nell's tales. Yeah. I mean, I think the point is she's trying to say, like, I heard dad's side of the story. I heard Nell's ghost stories. I heard your skeptic stories. I don't need to hear any freaking, any other stories. Mm. I'm done with it. I just want to live in the moment. Give me that (laughs) money. She doesn't say it until behind their backs. She she meant it when she looked at them. (laughs) All right. So going into episode four, the twin thing, we get a pretty cool scene where it opens up with young Luke sitting in a field i think it's the camera's only panned on himself for a little bit and mm-hmm. then you just go right over and you see him talking to the girl we see in the vision at the end of last episode and we find out right away it's abigail mm-hmm. then we get opening credit scenes so now we know that luke is not just seeing things which we kind of of course could assume and abigail is this little girl in a blue dress she's probably a ghost she's just like on the property i was gonna right. say you guys think she's a ghost yeah 100 yeah. what are you dumb um but what i was asking did she like (laughs) grab the drawing from him did she physically grab it i don't remember that because he did like hold it out and i don't know like if a ghost can physically interact can physically grab his clothes yeah Yeah. that's true so before we really jump in i want to know what you guys think about luke now because he seemed like such a pos as an adult older like, what do you guys think now that you've seen this? Now that you know that present day, he's actually not high. He's not. So now what? Uh, I, go ahead, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I, like, the reason why I thought he was so drugged up in the first place is because something must have happened to him the, in his childhood in this house that just made him, like, want to go to drugs and escape. So I never, like, I always thought that's why he was a drug addict. Are you talking about the end? I just mean like, okay, from the first two episodes, which we've already covered, he seems, when he's adult, he's stealing from Steve. You get all this background, like, okay, he's stolen from, Shirley's paying for him to get into rehab. He shows up to Nell's wedding, fucked up. And you're just Mm. like, uh, not to sound insensitive to people who are addicted to drugs because it's no joke, but you do kind of think like adult Luke is like kind of 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 POS and like a goner. Like you're like, there's no turning back for him. And you, when you see him with Steve in episode one, when he says father mucker or whatever, mm. and, and he's stealing from Steve, you're like, ah, he's high as balls. He's because Steve says, are you cold? And he's like, mm. like yeah. yeah, you think he's he's no, high and he's when, not. When Luke is clean and that's what the next scene is like after the 90 days of being clean, he's a, he's a killer, man. He's like, he's confident. High. He's cool. Like he's he's. He's smiling. I enjoy Luke a lot more after this episode by by design, of course. It and... reminds me of another Luke I know. <laughs> Handsome as hell. Wait, have you guys seen the uh, preview for Bly Manor yet? No. Luke not. is in like a oh, yeah. suit and looks slick as hell and he's not a drug addict. And whoo! That's awesome. I mean, I he is wait. sexy as a drug addict. So, my God. <laughs> yeah. Not addicted to drugs? That is just... That's, That's just the me. bee's knees. <laughs> it's just the no, bee's Luke is knees. awesome and he has a cool power. And this whole episode kind of highlights a lot of it that he, it's a twin thing. He can feel what Nelly can mm. feel. A title of that. I think it's vice versa. They say it once. No, they can. Yeah. But we it's... don't get it as much, obviously, from Nelly's perspective yet. 
Um, well, yeah, but he does explain that when he breaks his ankle. She okay, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You, she, it's so great, isn't it cute? Yeah, that's that would be horrible. I Same know. Same thing you were just talking about a burden. Well, now, now yeah. that you know, can you imagine Nell's probably going through withdrawal with him? Nell's probably fucked up on drugs uh, yeah, with him. Yeah, I've been Holy thinking shit. about that. Yeah. We're gonna have to see some of that. I would hope that makes sense. That's yeah. I didn't even think about that. Just watching Luke deteriorate in this episode is so sad. Like he's ninety days mm. clean. His big amazing speech that he does give that we don't get to the end but it is this first scene is where he's at my god like he looks great when he's cleaned up and all confident and we see joey is in the audience Paige is in the audience like yeah steve's not there no but yeah you know he's about to give this whole speech and then before we get the conclusion of that we flash back to young luke sitting in the um treehouse and instead of drawing abigail he's drawing this little zombie that was pulling at his shirt and Mm -hmm. tearing his clothes off (laughs) <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Mm. Um, You're talking about Abigail? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I think... <laughs> I don't remember who he's talking to, but I know Luke is just saying like... He's, he's counting his little soldiers. Yeah, he's just... He's saying he's nobody one, believes two. in me, right? Yeah, he's no. not talking to anybody. No. He's just he's just protecting that, himself. Jumping? You're going back. The no one believes me is is when Theo walks in on him in the treehouse. This one is seven of the soldiers, which we get later of he's, he's counting, counting for the seven. seven family members. Mm-hmm. After the treehouse, we see him go into the house and show the actual drawing to Hugh. And he's saying, this house is bad. This is what attacked me. And he's doing the thing we talked about earlier where he's like, ah, you know, you're little kids see imaginary things. You, sh- you need to grow up pretty Too much. Too many things have happened mm. that I would be so concerned as a parent. Yeah. yeah. So then Olivia walks downstairs, hot mama, and she's looking for Nellie. And that's another cute thing where she's hiding. And, <laughs> and uh, that's where ne- Nellie gets the buttons. Jimmy's got a soft side. And... Jimmy thinks Nellie is Remy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the audience doesn't know who Remy is, but it's my goddaughter. <laughs> so, yeah, Nellie gets the buttons. And then also Luke gets the, the hat. The hat. Yep. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just and... wants to look dapper in this hat. And this mm. is where Hugh says, big boys know the difference between what's real and what's imaginary. Like, Fuck you. Yeah, well, guess what, Hugh? You're not fucking a big boy because that's is real yes. and you think it's imaginary, you <laughs> idiot. You just gave him a ghost sack. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Truly. you fucked up. And this was this was cool when the dad puts it on him and he goes, you like it. And Nell goes, he loves it. I can tell it's a twin thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Cute. Is this where the hot mama has the wild feeling of deja yeah, vu? Yeah, yeah. That's just like insane. She gets so specific when talking to Hugh, but she was giving like a firsthand memory of being in the house in a prior time. Holy shit, dude. Is she, she's having deja vu. Was she one of the hills and then died and who she remembering was like the hills, the people that live there. Cause she was saying things like reading room. Like there was books on the lower shelf. Even kid for in the, a wheelchair. Yeah. For the kid in the wheelchair to access and like all these crazy details. And it's like, dude, the mom was a mom for both families. <laughs> and he's literally like, that's weirdly descriptive. Exactly. Yes. I think the key here, and we get it in Theo's episode. Theo asks mom, hot mama, does dad know? And she says, kind of. So hot mama says, I'm having deja vu. So they come together and she's talking through it. And like Paul said, she's going into full detail. I think the main key here is that Hugh does not fully understand. Yeah, he's still being condescending. He's being the the same way that he is with the little kids to her, except he's a little like, I guess what you're like saying, Kathleen, is he's not being as like, I don't believe you, but he's still like, okay. I see. No, I'm not seeing it 
like that at all. I think that he truly just thinks she's having one of her like he Episodes, thinks that, like no, no. Own- I think that he thinks she's really good at envisioning things like if she designs the houses. I think that he thinks that she's just going, oh, I can see uh, leathers here and this there and, yeah. and this and that. And, and then it gets really specific. And he's like, OK, that was yeah. like really yeah. fucking specific. But she's blatantly seeing something that like you guys said, already existed in yep. this house. So I think that that's what it is. Okay. Now, I, I mean, I didn't think he was being very condescending there. I just think he's dumb. Again, dumb. I do think, though, anytime he interacts with the children, oh. he is condescending yeah. out of the out of perfect you know. word for how he interacts with the yeah. kids. Yeah, I'm team. Fuck you. Thank now you. Now, all of a sudden, you're you're yeah, you were you were riding <laughs> for this to be your father in the first two episodes. I wish. <laughs> fucking hearing it uh. all right so, <laughs> so so back to the rehab center with luke um we have his new friend he's having a conversation with his new friend joey uh both clearly addicts just kind of helping each other along the path just want to say real quick yeah go babe Mega okay. babe. i didn't get that what? i heard you saying that before pre-podcast but i didn't okay get that. when they're at dinner with steve i was uh. like yeah, when she's super, I would trade heads with that girl. <laughs> I think they're purposely in certain parts making her look a little dressed down because yeah, she's like they're in, absolute shit. Yeah, right. So, but she's huge, babe. Huge, babe. Even when she's cracked out, uh, I'm in. <laughs> Kathleen's in. So we get a couple of connecting the dots things in this in this following couple of scenes in the rehab center where we have the uh, page. I think her name is. She's telling. Luke that Steve was calling for him, asking for him, obviously to tell him about Nelly. Uh, and then we also get well, this, well, this that was is, before. Yeah, this is actually from episode, Steve's episode where Nelly. I guess that's what you mean, but what not to say Nelly's dead, but to say Nelly oh, yeah, called yeah, yeah. about him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So wonder, and that's because that's exactly where in episode one he finds out the, that he's ninety days clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, huh, ninety days. Yeah. Huh, no yeah. way. And yeah. He's like, nah, no, no message. Right. Like, don't leave a message. And then I, I think we do get the, the next scene being him waking up, uh, Luke waking up at the 3 or 3 a.m. when all the siblings woke up together and was he's it, holding his neck. I think it was 12. For him, it's 12. 12. Yeah. 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 But, you know, at 3. That's got to be even crazier for Luke specifically, because not only did all the siblings feel that he also feels specifically what Nelly feels like. Yeah. 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 Like all of that. So that had to be a wild moment for him. His neck definitely seemed like it was affecting him more when they all kind of woke up when she got choked. And that definitely makes like sense because she was being choked. His neck was like, he was like, oh, I slept on it funny. Suicide, rope, mama killed herself too. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's something there that both Nelly and the hot mama hung themselves. And both in the gown or something like that. There's there's, there's just parts and pieces. And Everywhere. they're like this far apart. And like, what the hell is this little yeah. part that can happen? <laughs> no comment. No comment. Uh, but we do learn a few things here with Joey and Luke scene. So... He's doing step four, fearless moral inventory, and he's having uh, trouble with it. He always gets stuck on this. My comment is Luke is so hot. But besides that, mm-hmm. he said he burned Shirley for thousands of dollars. He's lied to Theo. He's stolen from Steve on countless occasions. He's broke, broke Nellie's heart, Mr. Wedding, robbed my asshole of a father. And we learned that. So this is where we meet Joey. And we learned that she's nine months clean, just to mm-hmm. say. So she is helping Luke through it because she is triple the amount of clean than he is at this point. But I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. cool. And then right when he wakes up from the choking or when Nell dies at 1203, he, after a while he's staring and he sees Nell, right? Mm. Creep he, count. Dude, a hundred percent creep count. <laughs> and all she says, I was expecting her to do what 
uh, she did to Steve and just her mouth get huge. Turn gray and stuff. Yeah, and start yelling. And all she says is go. And, and he takes that as a sign that he has to go, go find save Joey. Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it might have been. Who's yeah. to say? Or go to the house. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They're totally going back to the house this season, right? They have to. Yeah. Yeah, that's happening. So then we get a flashback to them youngins again. This is Luke and Nell talking through the indoor communication torn air. I, yeah. I called it tuba. And I think I, I fucked this up because last episode I said buttons to the tuba, but I think this is the buttons to the tuba. Well, no, yeah. I think it comes up maybe. No, I, I think you did. It's all think, yeah, I fucked it up. But it's still, it was still using that tuba thing to do yeah. stuff. Talk, okay. Well, buttons. I have a ghost alert. So when they're looking in it, it's a, it's a pan out. And to the far left, the door to the other room, there's a hand just like literally putting its hand down the glass. Oh God, movement yeah. is something I can't believe we don't catch moving ghosts. Whenever the camera just kind of like spins around a person, I'm always looking in the background, never can find them. Yeah. And we missed, I missed a couple. There's one with hot mama when she's, when he was holding her and she's having her deja vu moment. There's another ghost in the background. And is he in a wheelchair? No, that'd be sweet though. <laughs> and then when Luke is running to the other room to check the, we're going to get to that, but to check the tuba, whatever you're going to call it, mm. yeah, yeah. there's just this big, tall dude in the middle of the hallway staring at him. And I wonder who that big, tall dude is. Yeah, for real. Oh. I was going to say, are some of these ghosts I would hope would be the ones we actually get FaceTime with? Like some they throw them in the random backgrounds for. But I would love to yeah. find out the backstory of these ghosts. All right, so let's talk through these three buttons. We have Nelly is on the upstairs side of this mm -hmm. and so she is going to drop the three buttons down to luke just so they you know a little child's game thing and two of them fly right out no problem and the third one just does not there's there's no sound there's no nothing nelly comes downstairs to help kind of like investigate what's going on and in typical i'm sure this got a creep stroke when the third button kind of comes down a little bit later and then we hear like this eerie voice saying clara mm -hmm. clara yeah dude, that dude. was good it was good, good. That was now, some spit in my throat now there was uh I, I i'm a vet here and i don't know this so paul maybe you're the one who actually looked at the graves was clara one of the ones well on clara is miss dudley's name oh really Ooh. yeah 100 uh, yeah it is okay i have a best friend named clara so i it just clicks in my brain no, kathleen's a super is. vet and didn't we get a visual when Luke goes upstairs to investigate it? We got a visual of like the doesn't he, he like touch in the tuba? You get a uh, like a, a gray-eyed grandma yep. ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's again like the theme being the gray-eyed thing. Like that's hopefully that means something more than just ghosts, and it means like it was like a hill ghost or like a mm -hmm. Dudley ghost, like some a compound ghost or something. I don't know. It yeah. makes sense that they're calling for Clara. Like, if a ghost were to be calling calling for Clara, because the Dudleys have always been on the property, yeah. you know, like yeah, a, yeah. A, a, the Dudley. No matter Clara could have been. True, it could be yeah. her grandmother, her mother, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, and we know that that's the sick room. Yes, from last mm. episode, or mm -hmm. was that the scene you brought up? Yeah, it was from last. You're right. That it's, that's Theo. the same bed, Theo, because it's yep. the same tuba thing. Mm. Yeah, tuba. <laughs> dude. These kids, they were like, "Oh, it's stuck. Why don't we get rocks and put them in?" I was like, "You children." <laughs> <laughs> silly children she's like luke's like there's some pretty rocks outside <laughs> yeah. i'm like this sweet boy ends up being the luke in the rehab that's so sad <laughs> so we just find out uh that joey ran away at night and they're on the circle and everybody's like looking at luke because they all know that they were really close and Paige is saying like you know 
this is why we don't have relationships in here because like you don't want to lean on someone too much because then you mm-hmm. project your problems onto them. Yeah, screw Paige, man. She was just coming at Luke. Like, I don't know the history here, but like, my God, she was just hammering into him. Like, I, I don't know. I think you have to be in. And anyone who is in Paige, Paige is her name. Anyone who is in Paige's position is an addict herself. And they say that later. Like she when she's talking about addicts, she says we and mm-hmm. she knows. So I think this is like t- the tough love you need. And of course, later when she won't let him come back, you're like, fuck you. But it's just how it is. I mean, you got to you got to imagine people are fleeing these places constantly. And it's like if you don't want to get clean, if you're not going to stick to the program. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, don't lean on an addict. And then we see Luke gets a piece of paper from joey that says don't follow me so of course mm-hmm. he follows <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. i mean especially since he brings it up later in the episode he's like my sister told me to go she's the one yeah. that told me to follow you this okay so this is where luke calls nelly that's so cute he's like i just want to check in like he's like i had one of those things you know you know what i mean yeah, yeah like yeah. he doesn't say twin thing but he's like I, I sound stupid saying it but i i felt it i yeah I, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and, and another twin thing that we missed was when when they were upstairs with the intercom system, Nelly says, I'm scared. And he says, how do you know? Or you're scared. And she, he says, how do you know? And she says, because I'm scared. Yeah. Another twin thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when Luke is on the phone, the pay phone, this is actually when we see the man in the hat for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the background. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I've seen that hat before. Luke yeah. literally just got that hat. So this is going to be because that fades right into our flashback, which is probably the scariest scene of the entire episode, which is the the ghost. Right. Creep point, creep point, creep point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so funny because this this ghost is such a goofy ghost. He's like nine feet tall. And he's just like when you see the shadow of him taking the hat and putting it on his head, it's like this guy. Oh, for sure. If I could be if I had to be haunted by one of them, it would be this one. The gentleman. The gentleman. I'd rather have him than the bent neck lady. A thousand percent. Yeah. The start of this scene was actually terrifying. Because it's Luke laying in bed, there's crickets going on, and all of a sudden the crickets all just stop and it's just silence. Yep. And then you, you hear, just hear like a tap. tap, and then well, you get he wakes up because the dogs are barking. Back to those mm-hmm. dogs. Yeah, that, yeah, you do yeah. hear them for a second too. And so you're hearing the tapping, and Luke's having a little trouble falling back to sleep, like right as he's laying right next to Nelly. So he gets out of the bed, goes and slowly opens the door. And this is kind of weird because you never expect to explicitly see the ghost right away. And he just sees this, I don't know, seven foot tall, huge kind of floating creature (laughs) trying to get into every every door. He is getting in. He's opening the doors and looking. He's looking for his hat, which we don't know until a second later. But, you know, he's going back and forth. So Luke sees he's doing this. He like shuts the door. And then, I don't know, I personally would have played sleep a de- like asleep instead of going under the bed like, i would have been either one woke up now and be like we're in we're both in if i have to yeah, do it yeah. but i was in- thinking that <laughs> instead too. he just leaves her to be like haunted yeah. and dies under the bed like i was like either one of these are bad for you nelly not save your twin <laughs> yeah, exactly i felt the same way i was like if she's awake then you could be scared together oh yeah. you want to be scared together always <laughs> yes. yeah you need I, to commiserate i don't even know what i would do I was. I mean, that floating man. He has a cane for God knows what reason because he doesn't walk. He floats. <laughs> He's also a million <laughs> feet tall, and the shadow of him leaning down, picking up the hat, while you see like his floating feet. I was like, I. Yeah, he checks out Nelly. Doesn't see his hat. Goes over to Luke's bed. 
sees his hat, gets it, puts it on, and is about to leave. And Luke, like, what? Like, breathes loud? Yeah, what was well, he, he holding, was holding his, his breath? Holding his breath yeah. and he just Grow goes, up, bro. You were <laughs> yeah. so close to being out of there. Expand those little baby lungs, yeah. Luke. Jeez. Yeah. So he looks Which under the bed. See his face clearly. Yeah. Horrifying. Now, he doesn't do anything to him. No. I mean, that we cuts out right after that. He just starts screaming. So he and could cuts have out. done something. You're yeah, saying. yeah. I mean, but he didn't kill him. I mean, <laughs> I didn't kill him. No. But like, can you imagine like you're just sleeping at night and this guy has been checking on you like he's literally opening all their doors like he goes into Cheryl or Theo's room next and like before Luke's room yeah. and Luke watches him go in like you're sleeping and there's this dude staring at you. Well, yeah. it just goes back Insane. to Luke's whole thing. No one believes him. So if he goes and tells someone there was a man in my room, fucking Daddy Crane, Hugh will just be like, big boys don't think that. Big boys know what's Seriously. real and what's Oh, yeah? Real. Then where's my goddamn hat? Yeah. Someone took it. Like, <laughs> you must have just lost it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Abigail has it, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, so then we flash back to them as adults. Luke finds Joey. He's he's searching at their spots, mm. at her spots, quote unquote. And my comment is just Luke is so great. So like, sweet. It's never so explicit. Sweet. Is it all? Is it heroin that they're both into? I, yes. And you you do see it later that it is heroin. OK, OK. Because, yeah, they never say anything about it. Yeah. Good old Luke spent literally all day sitting in the same spot, just waiting for her to come by and by. Finally, sees her, uh, walks up to her. And I can't remember. Is she like? mad at him or she just like no no yeah she right away is just like she's losing it she she used to yeah yeah because he when he calls mm, page when he calls page he says i need a place for her to come down he's like i didn't use i need a place for her to come down because of course damn nine months and she used it right off the bat yeah geez and i i don't know like why she did that do you think she did that because luke was like giving her all this credit yeah i mean they say later that he or no, he actually when she left, Paige says it that he was she's like, I'm not saying it's what you're doing, but you're but Luke, but you can't people lean on other people and it puts too much pressure on them. Like you yeah. can tell that when Luke's when they're having their talk before lights out, Luke is saying, oh, you're doing so great. And it's because you're giving me inspiration. And then she's kind of having to look like I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was asking her. He yeah. was like, "Are you all right?" Like she was like zoning out on yeah. her sig and stuff like yeah. that. Well, that's another reason why you, you kind of you don't know it's heroin, but there's a part where Luke's saying like, "Every time I get to step four, I start breaking out in track marks." Is what he says. Yeah, like just as like a little mm-hmm. nod to like a little heroin joke. Yeah, for those. <laughs> <laughs> a little tie music for you. So, so they both get basically banned from rehab mm. uh, for breaking the rules by leaving. And also at this scene is where the the mm. neck comment comes, where he's like kind of like checking out his neck, shivering, he's like freezing. I, he says, "I slept on it funny last night." <laughs> so this is the morning after Nell's suicide, right? Yeah. So he's getting the remnants of that, meaning she's dead. So he's feeling her being dead, which is just encompassing his whole personality. That's why he's just deteriorating because, like, the, he's half of him is dead. Like half his feelings are so dead. What- isn't that the when I was watching for the first time, I was like, why is he so? But then you start realizing, you're like, holy fuck, Nellie's dead. The twin he's thing. He's body, literally yeah. his neck hurts. He's freezing. It's because she's a fucking corpse. He says his like legs are he's stiff. stiff. Like he yeah. can't. My like, muscle aches. And it this took and me that. until then, like um, 30 seconds before the episode is over to before realize. I finally realize yeah. it. I'm like, oh, God, I should have so slow. He's like, I <laughs> feel like I'm I'm in withdrawal, but I haven't used yeah. Uh, uh, to go back, just good, good guy Luke again. 
after they get banned, they're talking on the bench. Uh, Luke's talking to Joey. He's saying, all right, like, we'll get some money. We'll get a hotel. He's like, do you have any left over? She has $10. And he's like, oh, that'll get us half the way. Like, yeah. good guy, Luke. Yeah. Like, being so positive. Because mm-hmm. that leads the, after the, the neck funny scene. We do get the other perspective of the end of episode one with Steven. Yep. When mm-hmm. he's breaking into the apartment. And I, I was kind of curious, Paul, do you think was is Nell's ghost just supposed to be in that apartment like while he's just chilling there? Or is that connected to Steven? I don't really know because like he was like in the apartment right where she is five minutes later. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess she I kind of didn't... half expected him to like her be in the background when he walked when he uh, walked out. But how yeah. do you half expect? I don't know. <laughs> just from Family Guy. Come on. <laughs> how do you turn a phrase? <laughs> Damn it. I don't remember that one. Sorry. Yeah, but we get Father Mucker again, which I laugh at Thank every you. time. Uh, just to jump back a little bit, uh, when Luke is walking with Joey, uh, we do see the man in the hat constantly in the background a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, we also, this is where we get... Always back to us. Yeah, which is horrifying because of the end. This is when they get the conversation. He's saying, my sister told me to go to you, basically telling Joey that it's a twin thing. This is when they talk about... He broke his ankle and she called him 10 minutes later, which is crazy. Hey, are you okay? My ankle's killing me. Yeah, that is cool because it does. That's the first like real, real sign that Nelly is. I mean, I guess we got a little bit of it as a kid, but that's the sign that Nelly is the same way. And then this is when Luke shows up at Lee's and Lee. He's like, wait, what do you guys mean? You split up. It's I can't even imagine poor Lee and you get I mean, not poor Lee, because, of course, we don't know what happened. But if I have an ex, obviously, Steve would Steve wants to come home. So obviously he's the one who fucked up when he calls Lee in the last episodes Mm. and says, like, I want to come home. She's like, you know what you have to say, whatever it is. Poor Lee has to be the one to tell every single one of his family members that they broke up. It's like, oh, of course he didn't fucking tell you. I'm like, as the girl, I'm like, of course, (laughs) men are trash. It it had only been a month since they separated at this point when Luke's at the door. Mm. And also, no. Yeah, it's because yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. two months prior is when Luke was there visiting. Yeah, that goes straight into the flashback. I'm thinking yeah. of I'm thinking of that. Like I was thinking of, OK, he's one month clean is what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's so three months fun. clean at this point. It kind of this is where we get babe. Joey. 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 At <laughs> this point, she is seven months clean. And fucking yes. Steve's just being an asshole. Then. So Such an asshole. Yeah. Oh, is this your first time in rehab? Like, he's just been burned so many times. And Steve is just genuinely an asshole that I think he's just. Yeah, that's it's, his personality. it's just like, you know, it's his day. It's his day pass. He's taking with Joey. He's meeting Lee and Steve, who are clearly happy enough, I guess, because they're still together at this point. And Joey's just like, you know, feel good story. She's saying all these things. Um, she's kind of a little intimidating. They hint at it a little later. She said You're saying she's ball. intimidating or Intimid- intimidating? I mean, I was saying intimidating, like she's so confident because that's what they say, right? Like she was like super confident. She's just like a yes man kind of at this point. Like she's just mm. selling herself. I was, I got it. I took it as Steve saying she's slick. Like she's, yeah. I, I wouldn't say. Like he, he, thought she was like full of shit right yeah yeah Slow he's shit, saying right? like he's saying she's an addict too she's and she's you. working you yeah okay yeah. working okay. you playing you i mean like, you work with pleasure baby <laughs> um we also get a, a weird awkward moment when joey says like look at you you're doing great i guess the next step is like to fill this place with kids mm-hmm. and lee and steve look at each other and then they look down 
So, I mean, that's got to be like some something to why the they, broke they broke up. up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Good job. Also, yeah. uh, Joey starts praising Luke's writing skills, and then they kind of start talking a little bit about the short stories. I think Abigail gets a name drop here as well because yep. Abigail was both in obviously Luke's short stories, and then I think Steve says like she made an appearance in my book too. Yeah, mm. I like that Steve's the one who name drops her because Joey just says, "Oh, the little girl at the edge of the woods" or whatever, and he goes, "Hmm, Abigail." Yeah, yep. yeah we Wrote heard up. all about that. I'm like, bitch. fuck you, Steve. Literally, fuck you. Yeah, you want to talk about condescending? The dad was condescending. Yeah. Steve is really mm-hmm. condescending. Yeah, he's right like. Here. So at the end, he's kind of talking to Steve, being like, "I bring one person home, and you can't even be happy. Like, this is my 30 day mm-hmm. chip. I wanted to celebrate it." Like she's a good person. He goes, Yeah, well, you're a good person, Luke, and I love you, but you kinda, burned here me. we are. Yeah. Like you're a good person, but you're a piece of shit too. Like yeah. you've done bad things. So I guess the only two people that we know of as of right now that have seen Abigail are Luke and the dad, Hugh. Because we see Abigail in the touch when when uh, when Theo touched her, and then yep. Steve doesn't believe Luke. Steve's seen the pictures, he knows about Abigail even when he was young, but he the way he's talking about her in this scene. No one else has seen him. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve sucks. I'm finding out. <laughs> Big suck. And then Joey's saying to him, like, are you cold? And then, like, the whole theme of him, like, being freezing. And I'm an idiot for not picking it up. It's because Nell's dead. And then, like, we kind of get Joey's real piece of shit coming out. Because then she's walking with him. She's First of all, she's just litters. She was eating that bag or whatever, and she just tosses it after she's done. Unforgivable. And then they have a sweet moment where she was like, oh, I'm going to go into the little junkie's room real quick. Luke, being the good guy that he is, is trying to help her. And she pulls a move, kisses him real quick. And while she's doing that, pulls out the $200 that uh, Steve gave him. And didn't you think it was weird that when he's shivering, she calls him baby? Yeah. Yes, I wrote that. I was like, yeah. this, like the, you guys are not a couple. And right. you said baby. That's just her manipulating again. Yeah. When she, she had used at that point, so she's turned. Yeah. Right. Dark side. She's running around like all frantic. He couldn't feel worse for him because like he's doing good, but he looks like he's at rock bottom. And like Steve thought he was at rock bottom. He's literally looking for Joey, going underneath bridges at a barrel fire. He gets mugged by a bunch of these homeless people take his shoes and his jacket and it's like oh my god man all right so what do you this is a big moment mm-hmm. the top hat guy turns into hot, hot mama. mama now it, again isn't it also weird that like when the guy the tall the tall guy is coming towards him he's still walking backwards yeah well, he's floating <laughs> isn't he yeah. no he's walking right is he no, i thought it's floating. floating like they just start coming it's... but his feet are on the ground whenever he sees him in in the flat like in yeah. his flashes he's floating his head doesn't move yeah at all. <laughs> yeah but he might just be like elegant like he just... luke's, luke's <laughs> he's doing the counting yeah. thing he's counting to seven like dude what if he was been walking he's like <laughs> wait so what do you guys think what do you guys think about it this? being the mother because isn't what the mother turns around and says is come home? Yeah. 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 And so, what her eyes look like to you? Headlights. And oh, they turn into the the headlights. They start out white. They start out white. Gray. And then they get gray. And then they go to the light. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is going to be the same thing that happened to Nelly. Like, she, he, he's going to get haunted until he's physically just surrounded by things making it forcing him back to the house and it's going to go up the line of youngest to oldest because that's how i just have to guess it off of nelly being first hell yeah Mm. brother hell yeah (laughs) brother um so we got 
a little bit of inf- we actually might have already had this so luke is when he's giving his 90 day clean speech when he's talking about whatever happened happens we got sent to live with my aunt which did we know they lived with their aunt before i don't think uh, so nope so, they okay. say steve says uh, do we really have to live with aunt blah 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 yeah during the, the lawyer's scene with office the lawyer. when, they're, when they're on the car ride home okay. but i wrote here confirmation that they don't do go to the end right mm-hmm. so he was telling them all about that and then how he was so excited waiting for the headlights to come around the curb because every time that he did he was hoping that it would be his mom coming home to get yep. him so at the end when you know tall man turns around and her eyes kind of light up to headlights i was like is that on purpose i know like the Symbolism, headlights yeah. are coming around but it was like the hope of like hey mom's coming home to get you I don't know. I like that. I, don't, I, thought, I thought that was an incredible speech. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. it was it's really, really emotional. He's the best he's been since we've seen him at that 90 day point. Smiling the whole time, mm-hmm. which was awesome. He loved to see Luke smiling. Yeah. Smile, Luke. So here goes. It's taken me 10 years to get 90 days clean. And I'm starting step four, which is always the one that does me in. Fearless moral inventory. Um, Now, um, I've been called a a lot of things in in my life, but uh, fearless is is not one of them. You know, um, I was I was always a scared little kid, and I thought um, I thought I'd get braver as I got older, but um, I didn't. I am. I just got scared of anything. So, yeah, just like Luke says, he's doing that. We get a flashback of him showing now how to become kind of fearless or less scared. And he puts the seven army guys or for her sake, seven buttons. And he makes her count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, which is so cute. Mm -hmm. But so this is we get it earlier in the episode of him counting down, but we don't know what it is yet. And then he ends up doing the one two three four five six seven which is just really dark yeah i'm like he's now what 30 and he's still counting to seven because he's so scared and freaked out and he explains like we already said it's for each member of the family Mm -hmm. and he says sometimes you have to do it a lot a lot a lot (laughs) a lot a lot yeah that was cute yeah when he's old and he's doing this he's on the curb um walking back and forth pacing the 90 day speech is still going on in the background and every time he's pacing he's turning around and the tall man is there he's like looking away behind him so he'll walk a little bit pace turn around he's there and it was cool because they lined up the 90 day speech of he's talking about like how his addiction step four is the hardest how it always sneaks back up on him and right when they said that the tall man was sneaking back up on him, like mm. turning around and I was getting creeped the hell out. And it also reminded me a little bit like the second scene we get of this entire episode. When we first see Luke in rehab, we get this blind uh, vet talking yeah. about what happened. I mean, that story is horrifying, but at the end he has a quote and it says like, I leaned on my habit to make me forget, but it made sure I'd never forget. Right. And like, that's kind of cool because it's lining up with like everything that's happened. They're trying to forget like Luke's doing all these drugs to try and forget, but those drugs are making everything worse. Yeah. Just it's like Klaus from the umbrella Academy. Yeah. It's exactly like that. He's just trying to dull his senses because he can feel so much. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but yeah, so after the car pulls up after hot mama says, come home, my love, uh, the car lights turn to Paige and Steve 
rolling up to him and Steve gets out of the car and tells him about Nell. And Luke, I don't have the specific quote here. I don't know if any of you guys do, but Luke says he knows that Nellie's death was yeah, not a so, suicide. So he's saying, I'm so sorry I couldn't help her. And he's talking about Joey at first, you know, and he's mm-hmm. all upset. He's crying. And then he's saying, I'm so cold. My arms and legs are stiff, just like withdrawal, but I, but I didn't use. You believe me, right? Like always. And then Steve says, um, like you just said, Luke, that Nell is dead. And then he rubs his neck and he says, no, the, it wasn't suicide. He goes, how? Yeah, yeah how? There you go. Steve goes, suicide. And he goes, no. It I had so many chills at that part. Yep, me too. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, Luke is just like on the up and up. Like he literally is on rock bottom. Yeah. But for like me, I love like his character. In the beginning of his 90 day speech, he was talking about saying like, oh, one thing I'd never really call myself is fearless. Right. And like that kind of tied in perfectly to finally when the tall man floats backwards and they're back to back. Like he finally does get up the courage to turn around yep. and look him in the face. And that's when it's like, kind of like his mom. It's like a good thing. It's like, come home. Right. So, all right, fellas. So what are you thinking for the next episode? Next episode's coming. I think I, it's going to be the most creep points by far. I think five is going to be, it's going to give us the most hints into what the final twist of the season is going to show. So there's going to be a lot to talk about for our next podcast. And I'm just really excited for a Nelly-centric episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've had so many questions and we're getting a lot of questions answered, but we're also getting a lot more questions thrown at us. So I'm feeling Nelly, the last you know, kid, one of the last of the Canes. We're going to figure out Crane. what... Crane, sorry. Yeah. This is the first time watching, sorry. <laughs> That's uh, all good. <laughs> and like really, I feel like once it goes through all the kids, like we're gonna get a real good idea of what happened. Yeah. Like, that Do we run it back in five more episodes of each another? I don't know. Episode? I was I was thinking, is it gonna go to the dad? Like is it gonna go to the mom at one point? Well the I mom's I, I didn't want to look at the episode titles to ruin it, yeah. so I just didn't. Like I mean I have no idea where it's going. All right, Case Bang, take us through. Uh, let's do it. So we're going to do the remaining chicks because last week we did Nellie, Theo, and Hot Mama. So this week we're going to do the B team. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Kathleen. Shirley, Lee, and Joey. And I can start. Okay. Okay. I'm killing Shirley. I'm so sorry, Cheryl. (laughs) Yeah. No regrets, though. But um, I am going to marry Lee. Because she is fine. <laughs> She's fine. She's fine, although she did kill McDreamy for all my Grey's Anatomy people out there. And then I'm going to bang Joey. And the only reason I'm not marrying Joey is because of her background. Yeah. Uh, or I would have married Joey. But Lee seems like we'd have a, a good life together. So I'll marry her. As long as you want kids. Apparently Lee wants kids. I do. I want them. Or does We can have them at the same time. <laughs> Me and her both. All right. Who's next? I mean, I don't talk about B team. You're totally right. I mean, <laughs> I want to. I gotta say, this thing, I'm gonna bang Joey because I don't want to marry her because she's gonna steal all my money. <laughs> uh, and then I don't know. I feel like Cheryl is just like a handful, so I think I'm gonna kill her. And then, girls yeah, suck. Girls yeah. are the worst. We should have did the guys. Marry Luke. We, we'll get to the guys. I'll bang Luke. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> uh, Jay Spin, you wanna go? Yeah, I think we're all going to have pretty much the same answers Damn here. It. I have the same answer, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just agree that I think Cheryl is a little too much, a little bit of a biatch, so I'm not. I'm going to have to kill her. Uh, I'm going to marry Lee because, I mean, like you guys have said, 
as far as we know, she's just a nice person. She's still being nice to Luke after all this stuff that she's been through. And then Steven's an ex, I guess, you know, maybe not eventually, but for now they're separated. And I'm going to bang Joey because hot babe alert. Yeah, I, I don't have anything extra to add, unfortunately. I love to be different on these ones, but I'm not not killing Cheryl. She's dying, <laughs> so. And then, Joey, you can't marry a drug addict. I'll There's no way that I'm going to bang or marry a chick that is working at a morgue, yep. dressing bodies and shit. Cheryl's off the table. Can't yeah. do it. And there you have it. Next episode, we'll be covering episodes five and six of The Haunting of Hill House leading into the premiere of Haunting of Fly Manor, which drops October 9th on Netflix. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Spotify and the Apple Podcasts app. We also have episodes covering Spartacus, The Hundred, Netflix series Curse, and Amazon Prime's The Boys. Thanks for listening and stay spooky. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 